Sarah's hero. Um, I'm having a little drink. Oh, Jesus. Because it's Sarah's week to tell a story, so I'm just going to get locked. Yeah, like, so just fucking throw me under the bus. <laughs> this bitch. First, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. That was so nice. Uh, la, what day is it? Well, see, well, this it is Thursday. this week. Yeah, it's this week. It's, we're recording this on Thursday. So just to say thank you to everybody for being so nice and really kind and, like, sending stuff to their friends and... Like, we didn't think anybody, like, genuinely on Scott didn't think anybody would listen to this at all. I so. don't know why you're listening to him. It's shite. And I just like to say, <laughs> Dad, you need to take back what you said about this podcast because it's brilliant. It's going well. It's doing, it's going places. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you. And um, we really, really appreciate it. And we hope you listen to this episode as well. Yay. So, yeah. Oh, the popo. Fuck the, the police. Fuck the, speaking of fuck the police. Yeah, no this, justice, no peace. This week has been an absolute dumpster fire of a week and um we've been putting links up on our instagram and stuff just about where you can go to donate and if you can't donate there's other things that you can do um i actually have a link to a website for black literature and black writers that i'm going to put up and black graphic novelists if you want to like buy some of their work and support them and stuff like that just and today we shared uh black and people of color podcasts yes we share podcasts um because at the end of the day like we live in ireland it's quite difficult for us to support this in other ways like so it's probably just best to kind of open your wallets if you can it's pandemic a lot of people have lost their jobs so no shame in not being able to do that but um have uncomfortable conversations have uncomfortable conversations and fuck your racist auntie margaret yeah. delete everybody off facebook uh, that's racist yeah just that get rid of them to. stop dating people that are racist stop having sex with people that are racist cut people out of your life that are just the worst because yeah. this is how it's continued it's not because it's because people have allowed it to continue obviously people that are would be in dangerous situations and they fear for anything happening to them if they speak up that's totally different like I'm not going to tell somebody who's in an abusive relationship or anything or in an abusive yeah. family member don't do that but if you are like I'm 36 if one of my mates is being a racist sack of shit or if I know someone that's being a racist sack of shit like Sarah would as well we just cut them out they're not our mates they're not your mates they're just trash but yeah, so do whatever you can to support and fuck the police. Yeah. And fuck, fuck Donald Trump. Trump. Oh, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Fuck the Republicans. And fuck the Democrats because they ain't doing shit either. So. Fuck everybody. Fuck everybody. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good way to start it. I like it. Tell me something nice that happened to you this week. Am I putting you on oh, the spot? Oh, jeez. Do you know, the only thing that's happened to me that's nice this week is I've, well, I've just been playing Animal Crossing. Uh, Playing. Well, living it. It's my new society. It's a new world. Uh, there's no hate. We don't discriminate in my town. Um, yeah, no, my life is sad and boring. No, because it's of the awesome. Virus. It makes you happy, and it's making a lot of people happy. It seems the one good thing this week actually has been the podcast. Yeah, the podcast has been just really fun, and I know it's a horrible subject to be like it's been really fun, um, but it was just so nice to see so many people. I genuinely, honest to God, I honest to God, no, honest to God. Like people were messaging us, and I was like, "You actually listen to this?" Yeah. So we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something nice that happened. Oh, uh, the the spot in my vagina popped. I got a spot. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what point I got a spot in my vagina for the first time in my life. You're not cutting this out. It's important. People need to know about vagina spots. I've never had one before. Deeply humbled by the situation. But it popped and it's gone. So yeah, that's all that happened to me this week. Yeah, that's all that happened to Emma this week. Um, Sarah's, Sarah's disgusted. I'm not disgusted. I'm just taken aback. She that... took a timestamp to take it out. So she is disgusted. Yeah, I just am taken aback because you said it. Justice for Emma's vagina spot. Justice so for it. Emma's vagina spot. Um... 
I was shocked, shocked. And we all knew it wasn't a fucking sexually contracted thing. I don't thing have sex. Anyway. It wasn't that. It was just, uh, <laughs> we all know what it was. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, nothing really in terms of this week. Everything's been shit. I've yeah. just been watching how horrible everything is in the news and yeah, same. trying my best to stay educated and to see what's going on and yeah. to stay up to date. Yeah. Um, and then looking back through actually this week was one of the odd things that I ended up doing was kind of going back through history and like reading about Stonewall even though I knew about it and like have a really good you know understanding of of the history Stonewall and kind of you know um, the riots in Alabama and the Tussler riots and just kind of going back and seeing what's happened and seeing if we've actually moved forward at all and it's it kind of feels like we haven't yeah, it's stagnant but I think the only thing about this what's happening currently is that as shit as this pandemic is it's shit these riots have come at a time where people have time yeah they and have the, time the one glorious thing about Covid is that people have time they have time to be and, like we're not doing this like, they're, they're getting out of their yeah, house yeah, 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 and yeah. I, all the fucking shit about people going and protesting this week in Dublin was just uh, I just didn't agree with it I people went out and protested and did the right thing yeah um so yeah let's get into this week's story we're gonna do we're, well I'm going story. to do Sarah's gonna do it I'm just gonna drink um Mark Desmond the guinea pig so yeah I'm just gonna get straight into it because this guy is a just a gem a gem <laughs> A real solid guy. Jed. So, uh, Mark Desmond is known as the guinea pig. Do you know anything about this guy other than what you've heard me say? Other than what you've told me previously, I don't know anything about him at all. So, uh, Mark Desmond is from Ballyfermot. There isn't, like, a massive amount I could find out about his childhood. Yeah. Um, There isn't much. However, uh, my dad told me this story. I told. um, A couple of stories about his father. So... Mark Desmond's dad is known as Dinny Boy Desmond. He's known to Garda for these names. These names, these names. <laughs> and I couldn't. The other thing that bothered me more is I couldn't find out why he was called the guinea pig. I was gonna ask. I you can't why find out any. Like it's not anywhere. There's probably just find. a random reason. I'm for sure it, somebody will, like in the local area will be like, he was called yeah. the guinea pig because of this it is. man in our village. Because he put a guinea pig up his arse. There's like, this man in our village when we were growing up. And they used to call him the chicken, and I'd be like, why did they call him the chicken? No one ever knew. But they just called him the chicken. Okay. Yeah. So it's probably just one of those things someone said it and it stuck. In, in, in Dublin, there are some nicknames that like a lot of people have that I just don't like. Rasher. Rasher mm. is like a really common one. And I don't understand. Do you guys have Spuddy? Spud. Spud. Spud is um, like a thing in Longford, yeah, I Yeah, but no, Rasher was a big one. And I remember there was another guy called Teabag. <laughs> and I always thought it was for the sex move, but I don't think it was. Um... So Mark Desmond's dad is called Dinny by Desmond. He's known to uh, the police in the local area of Ballyfermer for like petty crimes. He, but he's also known to like boast and inflate his like criminal connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is said to have hung around with the likes of the general, but the general started as a petty crime, like a petty, petty criminal yeah, in yeah, yeah. kind of Ballyfermer. Um, but most of his stories are said to be bullshit. Um, but there is one story about this guy that some that my dad told me. Okay, <laughs> that. My dad told me that he used to be a bouncer. His, his dad used to be a bouncer and a chipper in, on Lally Road. Is that in Ballyfermot? Yeah. Okay. And that one day, whatever happened in the chipper, 
the kids were like Adam and Adam and Adam and just wouldn't leave him alone. Okay. Um, and he went to his house and got a sword and came back with a sword. His father, this guy's father, came back with a sword. My dad said this was in like the late <laughs> 70s. Christ. And I was like, what? And he was like, I didn't. My dad was like, he didn't do anything with it. Like, he was just for show. And I was like, he got a sword to come back and protect a chipper. Listen, I will say this. <laughs> Go on. If a bunch of kids were saying shit to me and I had access to a sword, like I wouldn't hurt them. <laughs> But I would be like, get the fuck. Get the fuck. Um, Kids are shit. Like. But when my dad was telling me the story in my head, I was like, remember this moment to call back to my parents when they say that Bally Firm wasn't a shithole in the 70s. Because <laughs> that's like their favourite team. It wasn't as bad as it is now. Sword crime. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, because there was a fucking bouncer in the chipper. With a sword. Why was there a bouncer? Why was there a bouncer in the chipper? And he had a sword. Um... <laughs> So, but all in all, Desmond doesn't seem to have any real male role models and isn't coming from a good family. Okay. Life. Anyway, this dude had some pretty telling traits. So we're on to Mark Desmond now. In 1999, whilst he was being moved from a court to another court, he put his own shit all over his face. So he rubbed his excrement on his own face to hold up the court proceedings. Dirty protest. Um, well, doing anything shit-based is a real telling sign. Yeah, that's like... We won't get into Jean Bonnet, but like that is... Yeah. Anything with poop. Anything with poop like, is, is a telling yeah, sign yeah, yeah, that yeah. something sinister is about to happen. That's like psychopathy. That's like there's something... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you have a boyfriend that's in scat, you might want to <laughs> reconsider that option. Also, if any of the guinea pigs family are listening, please turn off. Uh, I don't know. He's actually, he's probably need to learn some truths. Um, he, yeah, so he held his girlfriend at gunpoint and accused her for using heroin in front of their son. She says that that didn't happen and he was just very paranoid. He was also really violent, violent towards her. He was known to be incredibly paranoid and jealous and a male relative gave evidence in one of the court proceedings he was in that he'd stabbed him multiple times and left him for dead. He left this male relative with like horrific scarring all over his body and with like irreparable injuries and I think this guy ended up with a colostomy bag. Jesus Um, Christ. All in all, this guy is a real piece of shit. Fuck it. So, we're going to jump to December 1999. Okay. And we're going to mention two people that become really pivotal to Mark Desmond's history. So, Darren Carey, Patrick Murray and Mark Desmond all arrive in Amsterdam in December 1999. They all arrive separately. Desmond arrives and purchased 30 to 40,000 Irish pounds worth of heroin. Darren, heroin. Heroin. Fuck. So we're in no- December 1999 and Mark Desmond is a heroin dealer for like pretty much Tundalk and Ballyferma. Jesus Christ. Uh, Darren and Patrick, who are 19 and 20, year, oh, 20 years oh, of age at the time, kids. are given the job to get the heroin back to Dublin. There's also another guy there. His name is G- Gary Kelly, but he doesn't really show up anywhere else. Desmond directs both... Uh, Darren and Patrick to not come straight back to Dublin. He says specifically that um, Patrick has drawn the attention of customs going to Amsterdam. Oh, and okay. so he says, don't go back to Amsterdam. Don't go back to Ireland through Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Do it another. Fly to England. Gotcha. And get on either a boat or a flight there and get yourself back. And okay. don't come back together. Okay. So essentially, Darren is separated from Patrick and Patrick comes back with a guy called Gary Kelly. Okay. Um, but for some reason, and I can't figure out why, and there's no real information as to why, because no one talks about anything. Okay. 
Patrick and Gary don't follow his instructions and they get on the original flight back from Amsterdam to Ireland. Like, were they not terrified of him? Why also, would they not do what he says? Here's the other thing. If you are buying drugs... Yeah. And so if your sole purpose in, in, on a holiday... Is to buy is drugs. to buy drugs. And one of them says, I was fucking caught by customs coming out and they were questioning me. Yeah. Would you give them the heroin going back home? If there's three of them. That's bizarre. What the fuck are they doing? So... But then you have to think about it. They were 19 and 20. They were kids, like... Yeah, and I'll get into... There's a reason why they're there. Oh, okay. And it's not of their own volition. Like, they're not there by choice. Oh, God. So... Oh, God. They essentially get back on a flight. They come back to Dublin. And who's that? Patrick, Murray, and Gary Kelly arrive back into Dublin. They arrive back in Dublin, 1999. And... They are allowed to proceed through Dublin Airport. Okay. So they get off the plane. They think they've made it. But actually what's happened is custom. We think we've yeah. made it <laughs> after all. Looks like we made it. And they threw their little scumbag caps up in the air. Yeah, and they, they jumped into the air and gave each other a high five. Um, but actually what's happening is um, the customs officers are following them. But they're following them on the tip of the guard drug squad. So the guard drug squad got a tip that there was heroin oh. coming into Dublin. So it's not because they had it's been not stopped because previously. Got stopped. Oh, okay. So somebody leaked some somebody, shit. Yeah, yeah somebody, yeah, somebody. So they get caught with between thirty-five and forty thousand pounds worth of heroin. So this is Irish pounds. So that's about two hundred billion euros. Seven million trillion <laughs> euro worth of heroin. <laughs> um, Patrick and Darren had agreed to be drug mules because they owed Mark Desmond money. Oh, so they were just paying off their debt kind of thing. Yeah, so essentially in March of the same year, so of March of 1999, yeah. they bought hash, or they got hash, they didn't buy it, they right. got hash off Mark Desmond to supply the local area. So um, Patrick and Darren are from Island Bridge and Ballyfermot. Okay. Um, And they sold whatever amount of hash he had given. There is talks that there was heroin included in whatever okay. they sold. Um, and not just hash, but I couldn't find that anywhere. And they made a profit of six thousand pounds. But they spent the six thousand pounds. They're fucking idiots. They're kids. They're like kids. they're morons. Like, because this guy is no. I'm um, just to ask. Was this guy known? To, he was obviously known to be violent before all this, like as well. Like, so they knew what he was capable of. No, or they didn't know what he was capable I, of. He listen. This guy is violent, and when we get into <clears> it, he's he's done some really awful things. But nothing is recorded. Like. Up until 1999, the only uh, offences that Mark Desmond has are driving offences. He hasn't been arrested, and he's only got two of them. What he hasn't the been arrested or charged with anything in a police station. Oh, okay. So there is no real history before that point of, of him, him being actually like known insane. to be. But he was called the enforcer, and he was known oh, to wow. essentially use uh, torture and rape as a form of punishment Jesus if you owed money. Right. So. I I know we'll, I'll get into what Patrick's family but Patrick's family talk extensively to like one reporter okay and they never thought that he would have done anything like this and it also didn't make sense that he went to Amsterdam because the family used to go to in, to Spain every year okay and he had terrible travel sickness and he never went oh okay so they were like why the fuck is he going here yeah then? and they were like why are you going to Amsterdam and they, he had made up some kind of oh, bullshit story awful. as to why he was going but essentially the family didn't know that he owed this guy money and they were saying that if we had have known we would have just got the money we would have got the money it. together yeah, yeah. yeah and paid it off now that, that's another like in, in Bally Pharma and areas where criminality is, is 
is the norm. Yeah. People don't ring the guards. Of course not. No, it's all done within. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're caught with 40 to 35,000, 35,000 pounds worth of heroin. Nothing happens to Gary Kelly. So Why? Gary Kelly, he he gets caught by the police. Okay. He's arrested, he's charged, and he has he does some small amount of time, and he does some uh, time on remand. But he isn't questioned by Mark Desmond, unless he paid Mark Desmond the money back. Um, I, do, I can't so really So he's see. safe, nothing happens he's to him. Yeah. Okay. So, Patrick and Darren agreed to do the meal because they owed the 6,000 quid, okay? Okay. So... On December 28, Paul, Patrick's dad, bumps into him at the house. So this is in 1999. Okay. In the house at 7.45 p.m. He said he had a pen in his hand and he was told, he told me he was going to do, going to the station to sign out on. So he was on remand for the arrest at the airport. Okay. And I never saw him again after that. So he left the house at 7.45 oh, on December 28. God, and they never saw awful, him again. That's awful, Sarah. The same night, Darren Carey... Leaves his his flat in Island Bridge, right? In his girlfriend's black Mazda. Okay. And both young men are officially reported missing on December thirtieth. Fuck. They're never seen again by their family. Why are we telling these stories? They're all the Christmas. My yeah, story yeah. is a Christmas, and your story is a Christmas. Don't do any hard crime at Christmas. Don't do Chris. Don't do Christmas. Don't do crime. drugs, kids. Don't do Christmas. Uh, it now appears that Darren Carey was traveling to meet the guinea pig with Patrick, okay. under the pretense that Patrick would be interrogated okay um as to what he told the guard right i get you yeah yeah yeah. patrick was known in his area locally as whacker so i would have known patrick's name growing up you would have heard his I name i would have known him like, as whacker. Okay. whacker and around the time so around between december 28th and december 30th and january his mum starts to put up pictures in the locality so his mum starts to put up like printed like pictures missing. of missing okay um and very soon after she puts the first picture up in the local chipper in Ballyfermot, she gets the clothes of her... She wakes up one morning and finds Wacker's clothes that he left the house in left on her doorstep. What the fuck? So, yeah, she essentially got up to go to work, came out, looked, and her son's clothes that he had left the house in on the 28th of December... Were outside her door. ...were folded and sitting on the door on the oh that poor lady that is absolutely horrific yeah and there was no blood there was nothing on the clothes that said that anything had happened to him did she call the guards or did she just leave it what's funny about this one particular piece of information is it's not in a single news article it's not mentioned because it's like an area thing is it like people in Ballyfermot would know about it it's mentioned in a local newspaper in Ballyfermot and I knew that story and that's why I decided to do that bit of the story I will mention actually I never said I got all this information from the independent Sligo News actually had a lot of Mark Desmond Sligo and uh, the local Echo had a ton of stuff cool um and I just think that that one, like that's that's a fucking psychopath. That's beyond. Like yeah. that's literally like I have no regard for human life. Like it's one thing to do whatever he did, but then to bring his mom into it. And he left a note that said, "Stop looking." Oh my god, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a fucking. And I piece remember of shit. around the time that this kind of came out in the locality, I remember people being like, "He's buried up here." So it buried up in kind of what would be kind of separate. That that was all shrubland. That was all like yeah. Greener and, and I stuff. remember it. so. January two thousand, early morning. A man is out walking his dog. He's along the Grand Canal at Carneystown Bridge in Kildare. He finds a man's naked body floating in the water. 
A day later, as guard oh divers search for the murder weapon in the area, they find a second man's body. They're the body of Darren Kerry, who's 20 years old, and Patrick Murray, who's 19 years old. Patrick is stripped naked before he's killed. He shot at close range in the back of the head execution style. Jesus fucking Christ. Darren, however, is tortured. He's rumoured to have had his tattoos cut off from his body, and he's sexually assaulted before being shot. What the fuck, Sarah? They were not killed in Kildare. The scene of the crime is over in the backfields between Ballyferm and Clondalkin, and the area the crime has taken place is no way covered up. So this guy essentially tortured Darren. He and the the thinking is that he shot Patrick. At, Darren didn't think Patrick's going to get killed. Okay. They t- he thought that when he took off his clothes that this was like an interrogation. Right, thing. right, 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 right. And when he seen his, because Darren and Patrick are friends. Oh, when he seen his God. his friend get shot, apparent he the rumor or the understanding is yeah. that he panicked. Okay. And he just absolutely had a meltdown. Of course he did. And then Desmond knew he couldn't rely on him to keep his mouth shut. So he took the opportunity to be as evil as he possibly could. He raped him. Fuck, he tortured him. What the fuck? And then he shot him in the back of the head. Um, but like, he he just shot the other guy. Yeah. And do you think he did this? Why would he do this to this chap? Like, why would why would he be so absolutely vitriolic to the second boy? Like, that's insane. Well, um, as I said, they're not killed. The scene of between Bally Farmer and Clondalkin has bone fragment, blood fragments, are all found on the okay. scene. It's really sad because I remember this time and a lot of the articles at the time note a sentiment. So this is before... The articles that I'm reading here at this point are articles that they don't know who did it. Okay, so they've no idea. But all of the articles are written in the kind of tone that these lads are heroin dealers. Little scumbags. They probably deserve to yeah. die. Who cares? And... A local shop owner in Ardlow, which is very close to the bridge where they're found, is quoted as saying in the Independent, I'm sorry to say I'm glad. I feel no remorse for what happened to them. Drug dealers held me up with a syringe, telling their parents, how are people like me supposed to live like that in fear? At the same time, there's the Adrian Kennedy show would have been a big thing of the time yeah. when people rang in. And this would have been a big topic. Um and a lot of the quotes are like, they got what they deserved. I went back and listened to them. They got what they deserved. They're killing our kids with that shit, meaning heroin. I don't have any compassion for them. And what I found really kind of horrible about the Adrian Kennedy one is they're people from Ballyferma. And uh, yeah, they're people from areas where these awful. families live. But also the other side of that, and as I'm not in any way saying what they said was correct, but like, as I said, I grew up in the country. You grew up in Ballyferma. I would only know stories from Ballyferma and obviously from Gara and stuff. But like... They were literally pumping heroin into this area. Oh, God, yeah. They were, they were murdering people. Like, they were murdering people. They were slowly killing people. So for mothers and fathers to be like, there's two more of them gone now that we don't have to worry about. That's probably the way their mentality was. So it came from, like, this anger and this frustration and this, like, our children are on, not weed, heroin. Oh, yeah. And, like, listen, like, I grew up here. I mean, our, we, we moved into Valley Pharma and we got a council house um, off uh, my dad w- knew this house was going to go up yeah. the council said it was going to be available and my dad went up and spoke to the guy that lived in yeah, it yeah, yeah. and the guy that lived in it was a known drug dealer Jesus Christ um, and he was moving on somewhere else but my dad was like fine you're moving out I just want to I just, I just come and see it yeah, see yeah, if yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. Fifth if it's nice what I want whatever, right. for the kids and our house got marched on that's 
Cause Cause they, oh, because they thought that the yeah, guy was still there. So they thought that the other guy was still there. And um, oh I never, like, I, I remember waking up and being, like, just tons of, like, adults. Uh, Chanting was, outside yeah, your house. Yeah, they had, like, banners and sides and they were like, what was, no pushers. No pushers is, was the thing they were shouting. Do you know something? Besides Pushers the, out, pushers, pushers out. out. It's so admirable that they did that because, you know, the way you just said a little while ago, you were like, people in Ballyfermot don't call the police. Mm. You just kind of deal with it. But, yeah. like, them to ha- to deal with the, drug dealers like yeah. that who have access to arms who have access yeah. to these psychopaths that are willing to like rape young boys and massacre them fair play to those people for being like no we're not putting up with this And but at the time in Ballyfermot um, I remember that like the police just didn't come into the area because it would incite crazy. a riot so up that is crazy. in the likes of Gallanstown which doesn't exist anymore they yeah yeah they did knock it down right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and turned it into essentially another road but they knocked down houses because what happened is at one point in Ireland, every drop of heroin that you bought in Ireland came from Ballyfermot. That is crazy. And it came specifically from an area called Gallanstown. And essentially what happened is they infiltrated the council. Right. So a drug dealer would move in. Right. And he would harass the people next to him. To get them out. And then he would, the house next to them, they would pay the council to get someone that they knew moving there on the list. So they were paying the council? Yeah, so the council was in on it. And then they would harass the neighbours and then the neighbours would be like, we can't live here. They would move out. And at one point, like, essentially that entire area was just full of, like, essentially heroin dealers and heroin production. And what year was this? 1990? In around this this time or before? But no, like, I remember that kind of being, like, it got really bad. Excuse me. 1996... It was really bad. Yeah, it kind of... in a, 1994 is when it started to come in. And then kind of 1995, 1996, 1997. Got really bad. Yeah, like the entire area was just completely... Whacked out of it. Absolutely. Um, Fucking you hell. You could not move for the amount of people that were either selling it on it or making it. That's um, crazy because I didn't know any of this until I started being kind of well I knew Gar obviously but mm-hmm. I didn't know any of this until I started being friends with you Yeah, because I would not have even known what heroin was when yeah. I was a kid like I would not have known what drugs were when I was a kid it wasn't and it's it's really because the amount of people that I would have known or that would have like had some interaction with our family or the amount of like parents I know that have no kid because their kid died. died yeah oh everything's awful um, Good and it, that stuff doesn't go away. Like people then get onto methadone, and that's just a substitute. Yes, and then when they can't get that, it's something else, and it's something it's, else. It's, I'm going out to get heroin because I can't get methadone, and I can't live without it. Oh it's my God, not it's so fucked up. Yeah. So, anyway, around that time, a lot of people don't have any sympathy for them. However, the information starts to come out as to what happened to them. Okay. And the information is put in the newspapers that a local psychopath is what he's named okay that a guy that is essentially unhinged did this from the get-go the guards are absolutely definitive that they know it's mark desmond that right did it. okay and in the papers he's not named but essentially they allude to who it is okay this is before he's charged so he's brought in he's charged essentially so the guard have put a case together with just witness testimony Okay. There's no DNA. There's no blood. There's no fingerprint evidence submitted. It's just test uh, like. Other but people. I don't understand why there isn't because the scene in the backfields is covered is in completely covered in. And if he sexually assaulted, wouldn't there be DNA? 
well, not necessarily. Well, he was, they were thrown in the river. They, That's the thing. And not necessarily, like, you don't know how. Did they say that it was rape or did they say it was sexual assault? They just said sexual assault. And they also, I had to dig really hard to find out which one of them it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he, he is a career criminal. So it's like, like the story last week, that guy who did that obviously wasn't a career criminal. and was just like bashing someone's brains in the yeah. rock. But this guy obviously knows how to get around things. Like, so maybe that's what it was. So... The evidence is submitted. They offer a number of witnesses witness protection and put a case against Desmond for the murder. Just on this evidence. So it's all just on hearsay and circumstantial. During a break in the hearing... Oh, hang on. Yeah, put a case against... During a break in the hearing, three books of evidence, two charge sheets and one of the deposition statements are stolen from the court. What? It's like... These little fucking scumbags. Oh... It's believed that they're handed out through an open window to someone outside. <laughs> like this is the most fucking Irish thing I've ever. Well, we're the worst. We're the worst. Like, open the window. Open the window. Yeah. Just open the window. Hand it out. They just go to the guards. Look over there. The guards are like, what? What? <laughs> just look over there for a minute. When the case is resumed in Dublin District Court, Judge Timothy Lucy was told all document documents had been recovered. <laughs> But the oh. guards wanted to hold on to them for a couple of weeks for forensic investigators. <laughs> um, so essentially, nothing comes of it. I don't know why they like they they essentially put the whole case <clears throat> on hold. They do nothing with it for a couple of weeks. Right. And, yeah. So where is he this entire time? He's just out and about doing. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I didn't say that. This is in 2002. So Fox, he this is, is years. A, yeah. So he did this in 2000, and he isn't arrested for this until 2002. So he's just out. And he does some awful shit during that time, which we'll get into afterwards. So, <laughs> uh, in 2002, however, the trial completely falls apart. Okay. A number of witnesses refuse to take the stand. They become hostile witnesses on the stand. Understandable. He's convicted. So, essentially, from 2000 to 2002. So, he's arrested in 2000. He's right. He's essentially charged with this murder. Okay. He's let out on remand until 2002 to, like, put the book of evidence that's forward. That's a great idea. But that's what we do on Dub- in Ireland. Fucking hell. Just let him out there. Yeah. Essentially, we put the case of evidence forward to the DPP on... In and around when you're arrested. Yeah, and then they're just like... And then it goes to the DPP. You told, you're told you told what you're charged with. You get right. brought down to the judge. He charges you with whatever it is. Depending on the severity of the charge, you are either held on remand, so you have to give your passport yeah, and all yeah. that, and you get to just sign in at a local guard station, or you go to prison and wait for your court date. And he was on remand. He essentially was on remand for two years. Which is absolutely lunacy, because this crime is beyond... Yeah. Like, if there was any, if somebody had like stolen a car, you'd probably be like, right, remand. The idea that he murdered, execution star murdered two men and raped another one, and they're letting him out. Yep, let him out, let him out. Um, the trial falls apart. Desmond represents himself ah, the entire time. The absolute staple of a psychopath. Yeah, he never hired. I have in brackets, Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> exclamation mark! Exclamation um, mark! He never hires a law- lawyer ever. Nope. Ever, um, he's convicted of a lesser charge of firearm offences. What the fuck? And given a sentence of eight years. When the verdict is read out, there's an applause from the relatives of the dead men in the chambers. Murray's mum, so Wacker's mum, shouts, You're a murdering pig. Another shouts, You're only brave with your gun in your hand, and I hope Wacker hunts you. Desmond turns and oh, responds God. to them and says, Eight years, I'll do it on my back. He is filthy. Oh, like, he is. Why do they call him the guinea pig? They should have called him like. 
I just, I, What's a terrible animal? It's a terrible animal. And it's so cute and sweet. Yeah, like, that's so fucking... However, he did much less than eight years. Of course he did. He does Soccer. two years. Yeah, amazing. It goes to the Court of Criminal Appeal and it's overturned in conviction and he walks free. Of course he does. After Desmond release, after Desmond's relief, he starts to climb the criminal corporate ladder, should we call it. He's taught to have shot and killed a guy called Morris Bobo Ward. So he went and, like, essentially is out of prison, like, two weeks. Okay. He goes and shoots and kills a guy called Morris Bobo Ward, who's a leading member of the Survivor of Child Abuse campaign. This killing was to send a message that Desmond was out and back in charge of the local drug trade in Ronanstown, Plundalkin. What the fuck? Desmond also believed, for some reason, that Morris was somehow involved in the member of one of his in the murder of one of his friends. But there's no evidence that this is true, and the fact that Morris had become a source of good in his local area. That's so sad. Yeah, he'd Sarah. actually like done an awful lot of good. He like Morris has a criminal background, but his criminal background is theft. So, so, like, petty theft Oh, shit. no, no, no. Like, big big theft. So, he was, like... Big theft. Known that for any stolen goods in a kind of period of, like... Come 90, down to Mars. 1994 to 1996. Bobo... Like, he's called a hijacker and a, a thief. Like, a criminal thief. But he tried to turn himself around but and he, do something he, good. His story starts how he actually became... He's actually really interesting. He stole a bun when he was a kid and he went to one of those workhouses and he was horribly abused. Oh, Ireland. And so he starts, he turns his life around. Right. He starts to be- become really involved in, it's called Soka, I think. Survivor of Child Abuse. Yeah, 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 Soka. Soka, yeah. Um, and he, so the night in question when he's <clears> killed, <throat> he me. opens the door at quarters to ten at night. Right. Desmond allegedly shot him in the chest. And as Desmond's shooting, he shouts, you've got the wrong man. I didn't do it. His five kids and his wife are in the house. Oh, five and, kids? Yeah. And his other kids, his older kids, um, and witnessing being shot, witnessing being murdered. And did they think, did they say it's Des? Did they? Yeah, a simple, like he's, there's no, it's all allegedly, like nothing's brought against Desmond. But it's reported in the news, as soon as Desmond dies, yeah. when you go back through all the articles, yeah. it's reported that he did it. But... Before Desmond's dead, it's reported that, like, a well-known... Criminal... But no, like, they call it, like, in every article, like, they're, like, a well-known Dublin psychopath. They call him a psychopath, okay. Yeah. What was he fucking is? Um, Garda believed he turned, like, that Bobo had turned his life around, and he was really in his area... Doing good. Yeah, he was helping a lot of kids. See, this is what makes this really sad. Yeah. Desmond had a proclivity for male escorts. Uh, Was he gay? (laughs) He apparently had a proclivity for both. But the okay, reason the fine. male escort one is interesting is because he's questioned in the UK for the rape of a male escort in the kind of in 2000. Okay. So he is apparently raping male escorts and then he goes and kills these two kids up in the canals and rapes one of them. But he's also, when he's been held for questioning with Mark and Patrick, he's mm. also questioned around the rape of a 15 year old boy. But there is Jesus. enough evidence to convict him on any of them. He's just questioned. He is said to use rape and torture as part of his punishment method. So if you owe him money or you've done anything... This is what he threatens you with. This is essentially what he threatens you with. And he threatens and he'll rape you. He also, so he's a serial rapist yeah. and a serial killer. And he's also known to boast about killing uh, these kids up in the canal. So he's but he's known Whew. to essentially tell people when that they owe him he's money. He's like, I did that up in the and canal. He's like, I did that to them, and I'll do it to you. And he would apparently talk in detail about what he did to them. Was he married? He had girlfriends, and he had a son. 
Um, Jesus, Mary and St. Joseph. So he's allegedly responsible for the shooting of Anthony Cannon in July of 2009 and uh, James Kenny McDonough in 2010. He begins working with dissident Republicans. He starts his own mini drug trade in the West Dublin control. An entrepreneur. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> he's going places uh, with heroin and cocaine. Fuck. As Desmond's notoriety grow, grows, grows in the underground... So did his list of enemies. When in the networks of rival gangs vying for supremacy in the Dublin drugs underworld, he survived an attempt on his own life in 2005 when a hitman on a motorcycle fired shots into his car as he waited at traffic lights in Tallaght. Oh, they were trying to take him out. Yeah. He'd set up a relationship with known, like, really violent loan sharks in Sligo. Okay. So these two really violent loan sharks that are still in Sligo essentially develop a drug trade in Sligo and okay. they bring in Desmond because they meet him in prison when he's in for uh, the the guns offences and what they thought this is a nice guy let's do some fucking work with this yeah. piece of shit so he but he's there like and this guy is not a low level criminal so in Dublin he has his own drugs trade yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. you know massive amounts of drugs coming in he's got money he's, he's got, got guns, people working he's for him he's an arsenal of weapons but he starts to work in Sligo as an enforcer so he really likes knocking he on people's door. He just wants to hurt people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jesus, this is beyond. Yeah, life. so he starts to work with these two guys and he's just there as an enforcer. Um, he's known to have threats on his life up until the week of his, of his death. Right. So he was used as an enforcer in Sligo. He enjoyed arriving on people's door and collecting the debt. He had been living between Liverpool and Dublin in and around this time. And he's said to be getting kind of really way more paranoid. Okay. He had an arsenal of weapons. And when he was arranging meetings, so if he was arranging to collect something, he would arrive ahead of the meeting. Okay. He would plant weapons in the local area. Uh, so if anything kicked off, he'd have access. He'd, he'd somewhere to go. Was he on drugs, Sarah? Did it mention if he was on it drugs? It didn't mention, but he. I feel like the paranoia might be an indication. Be, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, like there's a whole lot. Like I'm not going to go into like the salacious stuff that they're writing the fucking mirror in the sun, but there's a whole <laughs> mount, yeah, piss <laughs> mountain of stuff about like his life in Liverpool with his girlfriend and like stuff like that. But it's a just, girlfriend. I was single for four and a half years. I know this, this motherfucker has a girlfriend in Liverpool. He was into weird kinky shit, apparently, according to the mirror. Uh, <laughs> so, December 2nd, 2016, Mark Desmond is found dead in Griffin Park in <gasps> Lucan at 8pm. He's been shot three times, the head, the chest, and the groin. In the dick! In the dick! When the killing is first announced, it is reported as a drug deal gone wrong. However, as the evidence starts to unfold, it becomes clear the precision of the killing, that this was an organised hit... And that there are very few individuals that could car- that could have carried off what happened. It's more the shooting, the precision of the shooting. Okay, so they knew where to get him, kind well, of to yeah, take well, him out. Uh, no, like the actual physical precision of the shooting. Oh. Because usually in criminal hits, you get a kid to run up with a gun and knock on a door, and that's why you hear people getting shot. That are their kids getting shot or something happening? Yeah, and usually it's because that kid owes money, and it's it's like. On the grapevine, it's incredibly cheap to get yeah, someone shot. Yeah, yeah, of shot. course, yeah. But this wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people wanted him dead, basically. Yeah. yeah. As, so they, very few individuals could have carried it off. As stated already, Desmond is shot three times. He's chased into the park. He's on a bike. So he parks his car. Gets on a bike? He takes his bike out of the car. So he obviously is not sure what's about to happen at this deal. Okay. And he's chased into the park. 
there's a gun found close to the body in the bushes. Okay. But the belief is this is the weapon that was actually Desmond's that he'd hid and he'd made a run for it. Oh. When he figured what was he was doing the whole happen. hiding gun thing. Yeah, he right, figured right, what right, was about right, to right. happen. However, another gun is found in a vehicle on fire very close to the park in Hayden's Lane in Lucan and this is believed to have been the murder weapon. Ah, okay. So... His funeral is held in Mead Street because there was fear that if it was held in Ballyfermot that it would just kick Who off. Who went to this man's funeral? 50 people. 50 dickheads. Yeah, 50 people went to his funeral and he played... And Shirley Bassey was the song that he came out of church. I just thought that was funny. What the fuck? Yeah, there's also all this... Put I him might, in a hole. I might put this imagery up, but there's... Because this guy's a big guy and because he went to a uh, relative's house in the flats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't get his coffin down the stairs with the turn. So there's all these images in the sun and the mirror of essentially his body in like a bag being like lifted over and put in the coffin waiting for him. So because his, his relatives wanted to have a wait. Just give him a kick. Yeah, and you think out. like, because honestly, if he was related to me, I'd be like, just, you know, I'm not, I, I won't be taking Throw him in the trash. Throw him in the fucking trash. <laughs> um, feed him to the pigs. Feed him to the pigs. Um, so why was he killed? Because he's shit. Weeks up to Desmond's death, he's involved in disputes with fractions of the IRA. Oh, there are. He's also, at this time, working for the Kinahans, but he's... He's really old criminal connections with the Hutch gang. Okay. And Ooh, this goes deep, Sarah. He works back and forth between them. Okay. And so there's reason to think that he, he may have been considered as double crossing. Oh. Okay. A large shipment of heroin goes missing about two weeks before, of around the same amount that was actually bought in Amsterdam when all this started. Okay. And there's reason to think that he did it. However, there's a feeling that the killing was personal. And that it was payback for one of the murders rapes are mentioned above due to the dick shot. Right in the dick. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. apparently the dick shot, he was lying dead on the ground. So it was like, he's dead, shoot his dick off. It, yeah, well, it was like, he's fucking dead. Now, side note, I absolutely would have shot his dick off. <laughs> you so know? I understand where that gentleman was coming that from. That would have been the first thing you went for. Straight, shoot him in the dick. Dick straight away. Dick shot. Uh, there's a general consensus that the person responsible for killing Mark Desmond has since been killed himself in another gangland shooting but to date five men and one woman has been arrested and held for question over his murder but to date no one has been charged they were all released the overall consensus is that he wasn't the best dude in fact (laughs) he was scum (laughs) not a great guy not a great guy he deserved to get shot uh, but I wasn't expecting like the lack of compassion or empathy for the like guys in the beginning I just kind of thought that was really shit that like no one cared about the. I'm not. I no, no. I get. I I get it. Like these kids. Like the, when you think about it, people, fam, mothers and fathers and families are like they're killing our children. But then the other side of it is they're also enticing your children yeah. into this lifestyle yeah. with the promise of money and women and cars and that's a whole other fact. They're kids. Their brains aren't developed. Men's brains don't develop till they're dead. They never so, like, develop. Like do you know what I mean? They're kids. Like they're not. If if you say to a 19 year old in an underdeveloped area, I'm going to give you 50 grand whatever and but you have to go well, I tell you what they come to you because no that's not how much you get for drugs listen I grew up <laughs> in a place listen where it was like, like nothing you, happened honestly, like honestly a, a bullet is like 250 do you want someone shot 250 quid like it is not big money give the phone number go on <laughs> So give the phone number right now. Anybody. 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 We're going to do some ads. I don't know anybody that would shoot anybody. That's just what I've heard. Alleged. Hearsay. 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 Um, <laughs> there's a strong consensus in the media that Wayne Whelan was a man that shot Desmond. 
he shot and killed in November of 2019. Oh, there had easily. been attempts on Wayne Whelan's life in September previous. And after being shot at close range, you, I put this picture up on our Instagram. He famously took pictures of himself in intensive care, laughing. Be like I survived. To be like, you didn't get me. And essentially put the, like the fucking, you know, whatever he wrote on the, below the picture was like, you didn't get me his pics. James Kenny McDonough. So I mentioned James Kenny above. Yeah. And he's one of the guys that Desmond is known to have killed. They throw a massive party the night Desmond's uh, Desmond is murdered. Okay. Uh, His family spoke. So this James uh, McDonough's family speak openly to journalists at the time saying he deserved to die screaming and their mother had requested multiple times to meet Mark Desmond face to face to talk about what happened to her son and the killing of James in particular. James is stripped and shot in the Dublin mountains but he's left to die in the mountains. He didn't die from the gunshot wound. He just died from he the elements. He just died from the elements and his body isn't recovered. So he's shot in 2010. His body isn't recovered until 2014. So for four years, this mum... And that, that kid is from Island Bridge too. Jesus so Christ. You've got two guys from Island Bridge that this guy essentially shot. shot. But the two guys from Island Bridge just died horrible deaths like they, they brought like him that's up. beyond yeah. like that's and, um, unconscionable his James family came out have came out and said openly that like they absolutely think he deserved what he got <laughs> boom is that it yeah that's everything I mean that's a dude a, it's a, it was a that lot. was so fucking good <sighs> and awful uh, oh my god but is, do you know what in reading all of this, I will say, I'm fucking, our media and our journalists are fucking disgrace. <laughs> um, the amount of misinformation I in know, the newspapers I that I had to like fucking traipse through to That's try to figure out well, what was I think the shit about gangland stuff as well is they all, there's so many sources for this stuff and they're all kind of contradicting each other. So I think it's quite hard to kind of pin down because it's an organisation. Yeah. So you're going to have one person saying one thing and one person saying another thing as opposed to like one person murdering someone that's not involved in anything else. It's going to be easier to be like, you know what, this is what happened. Yeah, but I'm sure Google are really worried about what I've been searching. Yeah, no, I was thinking that the other day, even in, in work, I was searching stuff and I was like, Emma, get off the... It was funny, and today in work, I was searching <laughs> stuff for my thing next week, right? And just about 10 minutes previously, I'd set up a new rule on my uh, email. And when you set up a new rule in your email, our IT crowd gets called it sets an immediate alert I just set up a new rule and this guy called from our, our TV thing and he was like is Emma there and he put me on the phone and I was like hi and he's like yeah, I just need to check something and I, <gasps> Sarah when I say the sweat went down the back of my neck and I wanted to go to him I was, I was just looking up I'm doing a podcast but then he went to me did you set up a new rule and I was like yeah because it was literally like fucked up murders in Ireland <laughs> I usually thought he'd like pegged it but Sarah that was so good yeah and it's so detailed there's so much crap that he's done he didn't just do like one thing no and he also was like he's one of the few like there are serial killers in Ireland yes absolutely yeah, yeah. but there are serial killers that are now still active but they're yeah. just spoken about as if they're hitmen that's it it's kind of because this guy if this guy was going over if he had money and all this power and everything and then he was going and being an enforcer enforcer he was enjoying it yeah but also he's not considered a threat to the general public so he isn't taken nuts. off the streets immediately. And do you think he's not considered a threat because, because he's, he's just killing drug dealers? Because he's killing drug dealers. In every, like, even in the independent, in, like, what I would consider our broadsheets here in yeah, Ireland, yeah. like, reputable 
there is a tone on every comment from like it's like fuck them it's essentially they're killing each other and like when you go through like the James McDonough and uh, even per the guy Morris yeah um, because they have criminal pasts and because they've done things in their past yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that people can then put out immediately to be like no well, he did this known criminal yeah, known criminal is, is their favourite yeah. start of a sentence yeah known, known criminal, criminal is but in a lot of cases, the information about how these guys were actually dealt with. This isn't an execution in a lot of cases. This no. is, I'm going to do something to you. I'm Horrid. going to hurt you. I'm going to rape you. Like, oh, it's horrible. The information about him cutting people's tattoos off. He did that while they were alive. He didn't do it when they were dead. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Um, and so he's treated and he's spoken about in the media as like essentially a hitman killing people that almost deserve to be killed and then when you actually get into it it's actually not and it's like there are tons of cases still active in our like all of those people that i've mentioned especially the guy that they think shot him right is he still alive no he's dead he's dead dead. yeah um there's tons of them still in ireland to this day that are are known to maybe shot four or five people but they're not considered serial killers because they're guns for hire insane so they're not considered like a threat to me or like you. i feel like you can't do that stuff you have to get to a point where you're doing that stuff where you're enjoying it where you're getting a thrill from putting someone in the ground yeah. like you can't because there's no way you can continue to do that to be like oh yeah i don't want to do this anymore like you're obviously getting a kick yeah. you're if it's not monetarily you know a kick it has to be something else like. but it's also these guys make mistakes of course they do these hitmen Act like, like that little boy that got shot in the neck. There's a little boy that got shot in the neck. There's a, another man that got shot going to work, and oh, it was just and a, that young lad. Remember that guy that was in that house that was like doing work plumbing. in the house, plumbing, and got um, shot. But the guy that got shot uh, going to work was just a, like a, a delivery man for like a butcher's. Like a he was bringing Fuck. meat to like catering companies or something, and he was up early, and he and he was treated in the media as if he was a known scumbag, and his family had to come out and be like, none of. This None of this is, is true. Because they immediately jumped to that yeah. assumption. Like, they were like, oh, he's a little scumbag. But because these things don't happen in Ireland unless you... Are a dirty, filthy scumbag. Unless you went out and did so. And then the other thing is, is there's a whole socioeconomic conversation around the fact that drugs and criminality in a lot of areas is a way of life. Of course. It's a way of making money. And there's nothing else. I know males are a pain in the arse and they're problematic. But, but if you're a male... men. Yeah, absolutely. And you grow up in one of these areas, the difficulty to stop you becoming yeah. involved in that yeah. is so hard because you're surrounded by toxic masculinity. Yeah. You're surrounded by your peers being yeah. like, why aren't you doing this? And then on top of that, you're the have-nots. Of course, there's You're no... the people that don't have anything. It's like, realistically, to them, it's a job. That's their job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're going to that because they're like, this is easy money. I'll be able to provide for my family. Oh, they're not even, but like, here's the I'm thing. not justifying what they do. Yeah, like, I'm not. But they're not, they're not providing for their family. What they're doing is they're buying fucking Louis Vuitton and fucking... It's so funny Valencia when they do that, when they're walking around in Gucci and you're like, what a fucker... Yeah, when you see someone getting out of a 1996 Honda... This is Coke money. A Honda Civic <laughs> and they have a pair of Balenciagas and Louis Vuitton. It's Balenciagas. Like, hey! But you know what else? This is probably way off... 
it bothers me that there's this mentality. I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs. It's not my thing. There's this mentality of areas like Ballyfermot and, and say Crumlin and areas where there's a bigger drug culture that they're all scumbags. Every little rich asshole on a Saturday night that's in like a club in town snorting coke mm-hmm. is buying it from these people. Yeah. But yet that then there's this condescending tone of fucking scumbags. You're a scumbag, mate. Yeah. You're enabling this behaviour yeah. and you're giving them money. So. I, always, I used to do this thing where we, I'd be out and... I'm like you and that's one of the reasons why we're friends is I I've never I don't know what it's like to be hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never taken a drug. I probably drink maybe four times a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I used to um like people would get really annoyed at me because I'd be out at say like work or like you know, people like yeah, yeah, just yeah. me and they'd be like, Do you wanna get some coke? And I'd be like, It's bizarre, isn't it? Hang on. You just put up a like donate to concern <laughs> on your Facebook <laughs> And you're gen- you're giving money to people who are being fucking like forced raped to do and this. pillaged yeah. in fucking Colombia to make this shit for you yep. to shove up your nose. Mm-hmm. And then let's not talk about the socioeconomic problems that you're causing here yep. in your own country. But they're all scumbags. They have, a, dis- so- they have a disconnect. Oh, it's like a disconnect. They just think and the that amount of people on coke in, in Ireland. It's insane. Like, like, who was telling me a story a while ago? I don't know if it was you. Somebody else's. Oh my God, where I'm from, like, which is obviously, as I mentioned, a tiny little town. But there's a, a restaurant, I won't say the name of it, down where I'm from. And my mum was telling me that they had to keep putting... She was there. She was doing the coke. Kathleen <laughs> was coked off her Kathleen bin. Kathleen coke. <laughs> but she was telling me the owner had to keep putting Vaseline on top of the toilet bowls and on top of the sinks. So when people put their coke down, they couldn't sniff it up. Oh, good God. That's how bad it was. They had to Vaseline everything. Because it was like, please stop doing coke and coming out acting like you're the king of the fucking world. Oh. But yeah, like my mum told me that. And that's that's my small... And it's rampant where I live as well. Yeah. It's fucking rampant. Yeah. Like, but there's Don't a whole, do drugs, kids. Yeah, but again, don't do drugs, kids. But there's a whole other conversation. Yeah, like, there is. To do with like is. mental health yeah, and to do with the fact that we're Irish. And but we listen, if you're depressed, anything. don't do cocaine because you're going to get more depressed. Yeah, if you're depressed, don't do any drugs. If you're feeling in any way down, don't do any drugs because what they do is activate and inhibit the part yeah. of your brain that's most active at the time of you taking them. Just, you know what you do? Watch have a, ep- have watch, a cup of tea. Watch an episode of Shit's Creek. Have a cup of tea. Have a bun. Oh, or yeah, actually, just go and get a bar of chocolate. Just get sugar, man. Don't sugar take that cocaine, shit. Get a timeout. Then go to the doctor. <laughs> I love a timeout. Colin had timeouts today. Mm. Fucking delicious. Go to the doctor. Tell the doctor you're feeling down. Get some Lexapro. Don't, I don't know. Don't listen to us. We've never I done know, any of these I've things. never done any of these things, but I do think that if you're obviously don't, like the, the 12 people, that, 12, to hear me, four people that are listening to this. Um, don't do coke the 5,785 people that are listening to, to this do whatever the fuck you want alright you do you no judgement here if you want to do some coke if you want to do some heroin here's I don't the know about, the kids are on meth now here's the thing about coke people on coke are fucking annoying they're just annoying it's, yeah. it's a it's a dickhead drug yeah. it is a wanker and drug they, I don't think they realise this they're ch- they get really bad breath terrible breath they this, get the worst the coke stink the coke breath and just give it up Anyway, that's the end of my story. <laughs> well, what are you going to do next week? Bulibus. I can't remember his name because I'm a little bit drunk, but I will remember his name. But it's another terrible story. Oh, this, yeah. It's another awful, awful thing. Um, but the, your one next, it, it's a goodie, but it, it is, is a goodie, but it's terrible. But yours, I must say, Sarah, that was really, really good. Cause Sarah was worried and stuff about doing it, but it was fantastic. Yeah, I don't it have the education for this shit. You lads. have plenty of education and you don't do coke. So you've got two things going for you. <laughs> Listen, I'm looking for a job at the moment. 
I can write a story. I don't do cocaine. If you want to give me a job, call. No, don't feel. Call one eight hundred. Give Sarah a job. job.